We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. If you're eating alone, do you just throw it in? If I'm eating alone, I just dig my face in. Yeah. I... <laughs> no, no fork here. <laughs> yeah. No fork required. Come on, Andrew. Yeah. That's child's play right there. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host and apparently guest DJ, Mike Gottlieb, and along with me is Andrew Laird. Uh, Andrew, how do you like the new music? Uh, we're we're going to be well, if, as long as I'm as long as I'm motivated, we're going to try to do uh, different music every week here. The yeah, the, I I liked the one that you used earlier this week. Uh, I said earlier that I liked the underlying beat, but didn't really love the the squeaking as much. But um, might keep that going. We think we're going to kind of rotate a little bit and see 
if we can uh, find one that we really like. But we, you said you have dozens of, of sounds saved. Oh, so, dozens. dozens. Yeah, we'll, this, this, uh, this, was, this was my dream career is to find music. Find music for opening podcasts of soccer. Oh, well, uh, yes. Exactly. You know what? When I was 16 years old and doing all the grunt work for a lot of musicians, accidentally being a drug dealer in one case, hmm. uh, yes, this is exactly where I thought my life would go. I would say, oh, I was going to do a podcast, and also I'd be the A&R person for a set podcast. Right. Yeah, the uh, the accidental drug dealer jobs are always tough. Um, the Yeah, so, you know. If anybody has any just, feedback I would or say, suggestions. Just, just ask the UPS guys. They're <laughs> accidental drug dealers all the time, and they're always on time. That's mm. Mitch Hedberg. Too. All right, um, sorry. Go ahead. But, yeah, we're going to try to switch it up a little bit. Not that we disliked what we had. It was actually more because um, we had some editing issues. But uh, hopefully we can we fix those, or hopefully the Apple Store fix those. And um, But, yeah, we thought some new music might liven it up a little bit. So if anybody like, has any feedback, like some feel free to send like, it. Like, like some children in this country, they are happy accidents. This was a happy accident. Wow. Right. Right. Yeah, right. drop the heavy stuff. and maybe, maybe maybe someone chuckled. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> can we talk about soccer? Please, please. All right. Uh, how's your laptop? No, I'm kidding. Uh, I was going to go into how you got a new computer. and it, well, Not even a new computer, but a kind of new computer. And Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, we've drawn the curtain way too far back. Let's close that curtain and open up this weekend's Fantasy Premier League activity. And we start with the really boring game of Manchester City at home against Chelsea. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> This what do you think? You're the Chelsea Chelsea. guy. What do you think? This is this is not this is not a fixture that Chelsea fans tend to look forward to, uh, and I'm going to continue that. And I don't think that this will be a well. You're going to say it's a Kevin De Bruyne revenge game because Antonio Conte recently came out and said it's a pity that uh, that uh, Kevin De Bruyne doesn't play for Chelsea anymore. Like it's like he had any say in it. Anyway. Wow, I didn't know he said that. That's great. Yes, he did. Is that a uh, dig that, at Mourinho or just kind of I, a generic? Who knows? Yeah, I don't even think it was Mourinho that that got rid of him. Was it not? I thought it was. It, it, it I thought it was like right the when he first, got there. It would have been the first days of Mourinho. If I think it was. I think he saw him, and he's like, this guy sucks. Send yeah. him to Germany. We'll yeah. never hear from him again. Well, I, I remember, anyway. Antonio Conte to... said there are some knocks, and that we might see some rotation, which will be the first time since they started this 3-4-3. Three, three. Um, well, that could be Willian gets a chance. Well, we have no idea who it is. That's the, the beauty of Antonio Conte. Um Terry is out though, so like, if there's a backline shift, it'll be with Zuma, theoretically. Um, yeah, they, they've really. Uh, what was I think it was Roger Bennett this week said? Uh, yeah, Chelsea have really dealt with the loss of Matt Miazga very well. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, I, what's weird is that like the guys that he has on his bench, like Oscar and Fabregas, like they don't really fit into this team. So, uh, can he keep the three four three feet if? If some of these guys are banged up, I I'd prefer if he did. I'd prefer if he didn't use those guys in a three four three. But if they did, Oscar could fit in next to Modic or something. But oh. good luck. He could. Good luck. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure who's knocked. Uh, that's the, that's yeah, the problem. That's the problem. Fit into yeah. Conte. I would assume that N'Golo Conte is just always fit. He looks <laughs> like somebody who just can't get hurt. Yeah, he, he runs not back and wood. forth forever. That's what he does. Yeah, but I don't know. It's uh, not that, well, not. That, I was going to say not that like guys sitting out changes the dynamic I mean, of this I, game. Who but... knows? This could be a Michi Batuai game. You never know. 
Yeah, you never know. I guess. I mean, you could go to a three-five-two, and that would and that would enable more of a like four-two-three-one yeah. kind of look, but yep. just with one fewer defender um, and one extra attacker. I mean, that 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 you could do, and that's what uh, Juventus played under Conte. So I mean, it, it's possible um, to to utilize that kind of formation here. Uh, I'm not sure if they would, but yeah, yeah, I never take. I never take anything seriously, especially if there's no specifics behind it. Like, oh, we could have some rotation. There are some knocks. Yeah. That's that's just saying, hey, Pep, watch more game film on more people because that's what Pep does. He sits uh, he sits down and he watches like the last six games for every single opponent. Right. And yeah, so they're all the same, though, for Chelsea. That's that's what's yeah, so great. But that's about. my point. This would give him more work to do. Like, oh, let me see the last six games of of Oscar and see what I can do there. Yeah. But but what I'm saying is that there that doesn't exist. Like you're looking at tape that of a formation that won't be used. What do you think uh, wins? Maybe I I, 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 I think right. it, well I mean, who wins? Yeah. My guess is nobody. My guess oh, really? is I, I would play the draw. Okay, scoreless. One one. Okay, I, not high scoring. Yeah, that's. I don't think I think both teams are going to go out playing not to lose. Because both teams, neither team can really afford to lose. Well, like that's you know what? That's, that's such not, a standard. That's a, that's such a lazy stance I just took there. Yeah, it is. They certainly can afford to lose. It's, it's both Dece- of them can. It's December. It's not. It's not like it's April. Right. That was a lazy stance. I mean, I. I, I not, that's not to say that that's not what's going to happen. They, make, <laughs> they can't lose, but that is a lazy stance I just took. The I, I don't uh, see it being low scoring actually. I think both of these sides are fully capable of opening it up and like Man City can't keep uh, an attack like Chelsea's at bay. I don't think they're good enough defensively. And so I think they have to recognize that. I think they recognize that and then say, well, if we're going to win, we got to score. Like, I think this could be actually pretty open. Like this isn't uh, Pellegrini and, and Mourinho. I mean, these two managers like go out, score and win. One of those two managers goes out to try to score and win. Conte is not that manager. But they have he been is, scoring. He, I mean, he is a he is a win with effort kind of guy. So he is not adverse to a, a, an ugly one miller. You know, I, I guess. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure he's going into this one saying we we can beat Man City at the Etihad one nothing. Uh, maybe the fiery touchline demeanor is just too much for me to think that he can settle for that. I, I I mean, I'm not saying he wouldn't settle for that. Is my is my point, especially at, especially on the road. Uh, this is a game where, you know, getting a draw would be job done for Chelsea. Oh, in my, I, I would I would sign up for it. This That's is a cool. statement game. A win at Man City. That's you win. Titles yeah, that would, with that. that would be that would be a great statement. But it, look, if it were me, I mean, the most successful people in their jobs tend to do it without any kind of. Uh, hesitation or with any kind of fear of consequences so if, if if he's emboldened he would just say yeah let's go out and let's take it to him because the this defense is really weak you know the flip side is, is they can get a couple of goals really early on you and then they can turn the screws on you with possession so it's my my original thought is that Conte is going to play the counter-attack game because Manchester City they're not the best pressing team, and when we saw last week against, uh, again, especially in the first thirty minutes against 
uh, Tottenham was that when Tottenham had the legs to do that all-out press, uh, that 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 really high press, that bothered Chelsea. It bothered them greatly. Um, I'm the not fact sure City's that, built for that. That well, that's my point. Uh, that's why I think that they can absorb a little bit of pressure, and then when they try to, and then if they take the when they when the ball changes possession, when when Miss when City tries to press to get the ball back, that's when Chelsea will be dangerous. But I'm not sure if Chelsea can play the possession game against the ultimate possession team in Manchester City. I don't think I think that would be a futile practice. Um, you ranked the city. You you ranked Costa ahead of or I'm sorry Aguero ahead of Costa and De Bruyne ahead of Hazard. Uh, yep. And I flipped only. It. Yeah, because they're at home. I think I was the only one who actually did that. I, I'm I'm higher on Chelsea in this one than I am. Against Man uh, yeah, I mean, if you're talking about recent form, yeah, absolutely. And also, we don't know which connotation of the city midfield is going to actually play. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, I mean, let's be honest here. Is Yaya Torre going to play? Is, 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 the, is, my, is my first example. And if then, if then if he plays, there has to be a lot of adjustments elsewhere. Because you can't just go all out attack and hope that Yaya Torre stops everybody. That is not going to happen. Well, I assume he would slot back he, next to Fernandinho. Fernandinho is the same way. He's not the. I mean, he's a he's a solid defender. He is not a great defender. Uh, you'd have to put him next to Fernando, and that's that's not good. Uh, if Gundogan is healthy, I was going to say I might, think Gundogan actually might, will start might, over Yaya. That might work. Uh, well, no, Gundogan over Yaya or Gundogan over Fernandinho over Yaya. I mean, because I mean, Fernandinho was captained. That's yep. the captain last week. Yeah. So. I don't think he's coming out, but I mean, if you do, if you do Gundogan for for Yaya, I mean, that would be, then you lose a little bit of your physical dynamism in the midfield when you look at guys like Modic and Conte in the midfield for Chelsea. Yes, I can see, I can see that part of this being, excuse me, um, being a real disadvantage for City. Yeah, that's how I think it's going to work out. That's why I like Chelsea. Uh, yes, th- that's one way of looking at it. The <laughs> other way is is that Chelsea can be exposed along the wings because they have two non def- oh, they have one non defender and one offensive defender playing out there. I think it's tough to say they can be exposed on the wings when they've allowed one goal in six games. Yeah, but who have they? Pl- they've done it largely against really bad competition, the holes of the world, the Middlesbroughs of the world. Um, I mean, largely. largely. I mean, Tottenham was the exception. Yeah, but Tottenham. 30 minutes looked like they were going to run away with that game. They shut out United, too. And Southampton. Thank you. I I, I understand that. And they they crushed Everton. The the level of competition, I think, is is better than you're giving them credit for. Uh, I I appreciate why you're doing that, though. Manchester United was not playing well when Chelsea played them, and they continued to not play well in that game. Everton... You know, you called them you called them pretenders anyway when they played when Chelsea played Everton, mm. and uh, I mean I'll give you South, I mean, Southampton was a hard fought win that was not easy, uh, Burrow wasn't easy, uh, and and certainly Tottenham wasn't easy and Tottenham really actually exposed them for thirty minutes. I understand the game is ninety. I do. <laughs> okay, we should move on. This is becoming as you like to say this is not a Chelsea podcast. Uh, you started it. I did. Uh, I did. Yeah, Crystal Palace are at home against the aforementioned uh, Southampton, uh, and this is a game where Southampton, who have had a different, a difficult go of it recently in terms of the fixture list, because mm-hmm. uh, I, uh, but I think now that they're gonna they're gonna get right for everyone except for Dusan Tadic, who is gonna be out again this week, correct? Correct. Um, broken nose, which uh, 
I don't know. I feel like we've seen guys come back from broken noses rather quickly, but I guess I don't know if you he's having can't like breathe, a... You can't play. That's right. right. Or live. Um, so, yeah, I I don't know how I feel about this game yet. I think I'm a little more uh, pro-Palace than uh, other people are. Um, being at home certainly helps, but uh, Southampton... Uh, they without Tadic seem to you know they're ob- that's obviously a very big part that they're missing. But uh, Sofiane Buffal has been pretty good, but n- nobody's well, he, really filling this Tadic role, and that's I mean like I said it's a very well, important well, role. Buf- well, Buffal didn't start last week. I, I, I mean Buffal is he was I was uh, thinking of him demolishing Arsenal in the EFL Cup this week. Yes, but I think yeah I think Buffal will start, but um, Tadic is kind of that bridge and. If he's not there, like like James Ward Prowse isn't filling that role, so Emil Hoiberg. Yeah, exactly. So um, I don't know. I kind of like I like Crystal Palace a little more than than others. Well, like I said, I, I I mean Palace. This is almost a must like must get points for Palace because they're flirting with. I mean, I mean, I mean, Pardew is flirting with not having this job for much longer. Yeah, I <clears throat> I was thinking of this earlier this week that like why. Do people think he's still a good manager? Uh, I think people thought that he got an unfair dismissal from Newcastle. I think that was really – I think that's more of the prevailing thought. I mean he was not the problem but more How of the management. How often can you not be the problem? Is he the problem now? Because they've got a lot of talent on this team and they are awful. They're there? I, I'm with you. I, 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 I'm with you. I thought Crystal Palace was going to take a step forward this year. Yeah. In fact, so to this date, they've taken a step back. They're only out of the relegation zone by goal differential. So right. it, it's it, – they haven't been good, that's for sure. But it's weird to see them so bad because obviously we're, we're much more fantasy-focused um, and they have plenty of guys who are – or who have been or can be like very attractive fantasy options. Um, but ultimately, uh, like at, at what point do they have to move on from party? I mean, obviously everyone's kind of talking about how he's getting close. Uh, I, I, calling I, this I, a I must mean, win I, is weird, but I, well, I think I he's not a must win must get points. Like he must get at least a point. Hmm. I mean, it's because it, it, basically what you're going to have happen now is the managers who are th- contemplating getting fired, you're going to want to give the new manager time before the holiday period, because you know if you just fire someone right at the holiday period, your new manager comes in playing four games like in two weeks. In two weeks that, yeah. that I mean that's that that that's not a good environment to try to start with a new manager. So and, and also there is that lingering force that's available in Sam Allardyce and. Whoever is thinking about getting a new manager, he wants to. He wants to. He wants to manage in the Premier League again. That, well, that, of course, of course, he wants to. Thank you, but it's <laughs> probably wants a Chelsea job. <laughs> I mean, Rafa Benitez got the got the Real Madrid job. I'm not going to put anything past anybody anymore. Oh. Uh, so, for me, I mean, for for Crystal Palace, the problem I can give you. Do you want the list of teams that have allowed more goals than Crystal Palace? Um, it's very short. It's very, very short. It's, it's one, Hull. Right? Yeah, it's Hull. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Even Sunderland, who we have lauded for their terrible play, have fewer goals conceded. Mm-hmm. Now, to your to what you were saying before, Palace do score. They they score they score twenty one times and yep. they've let up twenty six. So the problem is, 
obviously defensively, and I think specifically the the the, the transition line in the midfield between attack and defense gets stretched. And it exposes their defense, and we think that it's bad defense. But I actually think it's too many midfielders getting forward. So because when you think about those Kabai holding and MacArthur, your boy James MacArthur is getting a little too antsy in the attack. Yeah, a little, a little too antsy in the pantsy. Yeah, that's, that, that makes that's sense. Pretty... I mean, if if those guys are moving too far up, I mean they're basically the base of that midfield, and if they're moving too far up, that exposes. Whoever, and, Dan and when they. Yeah, when they were at Tompkins. their best, Bile Jedinak was was holding it down yeah. defensively and chipping in with goals too. But that's not going to happen again. Yeah. Um, but uh, or sorry, and assists because he was doing taking set pieces once upon a time. But for I mean that, that that's in the games that I've watched of Crystal Palace, which granted are not all. It's just been just been a select few. That's what I see, and also Christian Benteke not consistently scoring on his chances. Mm-hmm. Wilfred Zaha, without Wilfred Zaha, this team would be totally lost right now. He's by far their best fantasy option right now. And it's amazing how far and, and Andros Townsend has fallen. Yeah, and in real life, he looks like he, he looks like he is the player that Manchester United wanted him to be. Yeah. Yep. Very much so wanted him to be. Yeah. Do you like him in this game? Love him. Oh. But you were no, so not, pro Southampton. Yeah, Defense. but that does but that does not take away from Zaha's fantasy value. He doesn't yeah. have to get a goal and assist. He doesn't have to. It's nice <laughs> he that he does. Yeah. <laughs> it's very nice that he does, but he does not have to. He is their he is their playmaker. He is their go to guy. He is the focal point, as you like to put it, of that attack. Yeah, I agree. I like him a lot. I, I, when we agree, bad things tend to happen to that player. Yeah. What uh, what about anybody from Southampton? Chaz Austin's going to get a lot of love. Not for yeah. me, but he'll not for me either. Uh, I would prefer Buffal if he starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like both. I like both fullbacks. I would like Bertrand and I would like Cedric if mm-hmm. they both, mm-hmm. uh, especially if they're playing three at the back and they're the wingbacks. I'd love them in that case. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, Puel has to decide on a formation too. Uh, he's been doing four three three recently, so. Yeah, I just wish it. I just don't know what to make of this team other than I don't They're think... They're well-organized defensively. That's what Southampton are, first and foremost. Offensively, they will be consistent, inconsistent. But defensively, they are very organized and very consistent. So, yeah. I, I mean, I, I would like the fullbacks the most of all anyone on that team. Okay. Let's go on to uh, Spurs and Swansea. Swansea, who have let up just as many goals as Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this could be a good time to get your Spurs love in. <laughs> Uh, how far do you go though? Like Harry I'd Kane go, obviously I'd, has the best. I go. I go but... about four deep. Four. Again, I I like both fullbacks. That that's oh, 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 okay. that takes care of half of it. Yes, yes. Um, and then I would also so it's like really Christian, right. So it's I'd like Christian like... Eriksen, and I would like um, Harry Kane. Okay, so no Deli Alley. Uh, Deli Alley's too inconsistent. He is also asked to do more than Christian Eriksen on a given day. To be honest, yeah. Son Eriksen's back on corners, so that helps him on that yeah but it, that's why i like erickson yeah more than son because son's not son has to score now and that's not going to be good enough for me yeah not with harry kane back in the middle right uh toby alderwild is apparently close to playing uh pochettino said he's not 100 percent yet so i wonder if they'll wait one more game they they do have champions league next week although well i'd like to say it doesn't matter they've already been eliminated but theoretically it's a spot in europa which I guess they want they, because nope, they shouldn't. 
I think they want it that because is a they, poison chalice. they've got the Wembley money to, to take when they make when they get those games. So I'm not sure they're they're going against it, but I don't know. The uh, I think I still really like Gilfie Sigurdsson. Well, I, I didn't I didn't say I, you just asked me about the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Uh, I'm, I'm transitioning yeah. to Swansea. That's fine. Uh, and I wouldn't mind Leroy Fair either because he'll get defensive stats in this game too. Yeah, I mean, how many are you really getting now? Like, well, it depends on what scoring we're talking about now. We very interestingly enough, you 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 have introduced me. You have mentioned it enough times where I now paid attention to FanDuel, and yeah. because of those one point interceptions and those clearances, uh, that that's part of Leroy Fair's game. Yeah. Yeah, so, I get that. I I like him more on FanDuel than DraftKings. That's yes. the way I'll put it. Yeah. Uh, but he's another option that I would look at. Um, no offensive option to me except for Gilfie Sigurdsson. Even Mo Barrow, who I love. But yeah, I can't. The, yeah, I just can't in this game. Yeah. Um, do you think? Do you think Sigurdsson's a bad play because of the opponent? Yes. Not a bad play. It's you, 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 don't, you, if you're paying full price for him, this is not the game to do it. If you get a little bit of a discount, like I think, I think they discounted him a little bit on DraftKings. Um, you know, that's it. I, I'm not going to say that he's he's a player that I would pay full price for this weekend. But um, obviously, but I mean, but obviously, if you have him in like a draft league, if you have him in Taga, you're sure. going to play him every week. So this is kind of like a moot conversation. Is he worth the is he worth the the likely cost that you'd have to use to get him? I don't know. I, I I would likely say no. So you would pref- so I'm looking at the DraftKings pricing. You would prefer Sigurd. I'm sorry, Erickson at 84 versus Sigurdsson at 86. Much. Okay. Much. And I'm not a Christian Erickson fan. Yeah. No. I am a known Christian Erickson hater. Yeah. Um. And I would much prefer Christian Erickson. Okay. I think. I, I have a funny feeling. For like a that big tournament, he, I think it's like it's like I'm not sure they are all that different. I have a funny feeling we are foreshadowing something later. <laughs> All right, we will get we will get to our teams later. Um, but we'll, let, let, let's move on here, unless you think there's another option that we have missed here. Uh, I mean, I haven't. Uh, so in the in the three games that we've talked about, the goalie I like the most is Hugo Lloris, mm-hmm. and and he won't get any saves. Like um, he, he, he really? might not, he may get one or two. He's not going to get a ton. And I still He's playing like a team that have... just dropped five goals on someone. <sighs> yes, all true. Uh, Bob Bradley is not from from the from the watching Team USA perspective. They are going to sit back, put ten guys on the goal line. Oh, I disagree. And the goalie will play five yards above the goal line. <sighs> Actually, 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 the, actually, the goaltender is just gonna lay down across the crossbar and just like a monkey, and have his hand just kind of like just roaming around. Just roaming then around, the yeah. ten, then all the ten players standing on the line underneath him try to take away any kind of shot that way. Okay. All right. It'll be like a U.S. Well, he didn't coach that game. <laughs> you know, I was gonna say it's gonna be like USA Belgium, but that was not a Bob Bradley special. Yeah. But. Let's go on here to my actual my, my favorite goalkeeper in the world, Tom Heaton, who travels to the Bet365 in Stoke. Uh, is Tom Heaton actually stop starting on that subject? Uh, how is he looking for this week? He did not play last week, and the 48,000-year-old Paul Robinson filled in. He is uh, requiring a late fitness test. 
That's the status that everyone wants to hear. Mm -hmm. Game time decision. That's right. All right. Uh, If Tom Heaton starts, Andrew, do you like him this week? I have uh, no. Everyone knows my answer. Yes. I have no uh, change in opinion between um, Robinson and Heaton. Like, I think Heaton is better, but I'm not sure I was really going to grab him anyway. What was that save stat that you pointed out (laughs) to me yesterday? Yeah, so as part of uh, all of the new stats that we have on on Rotowire, uh, one of them is including diving saves. Um, and I said to you that 86% of Thibaut Courtois' saves this season have been diving saves, which means like he's really going to have to work for his saves. He doesn't have that many, but he, you know. First, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, sorry, go ahead, sorry. sorry Tom go Heaton ahead. has only had to dive for 44% of his saves, which means a lot of the shots on target, theoretically, I don't know if this is actually true, but theoretically, the shots that are coming towards him are going right at him, or he's putting himself in perfect position every time, or uh, 56% of the time. And so he's not having to dive to make these saves. Um, but I don't know what that really tells us. <laughs> We have a lot of stats that I find very interesting, and then I have to sit down and say, why does this matter? And most of the time, they don't. But he struggled in his last two games. He he struggled in his last two games, especially because he didn't play in one of them. No, 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 his last two. Oh, okay. Are you saying that that the luster has worn off? I'm just saying people got Are you saying that the offensive stoke is going to really like penetrate this this defense um i'm just saying i I don't think i think people got got used to the idea that heaton was going to get like seven to ten saves every game which is ridiculous i agree with that much more likely to get two or three which doesn't pay off yeah but this is a game where even if he gets two or three saves he may also get that clean sheet there's no way well i don't want to say no way there's no way i'm not i'm not betting on burnley shutting out stoke in stoke no i'm not I don't think that happens. I think we're doing more foreshadowing here. I, I, I like the Burnley options. In fact, I also like Sam Vokes in this one. Um, I get it. I mean, Stoke haven't been that good defensively either. So especially against Zeppi. I don't think, yeah, Shawcross is questionable too. So that only weakens it. But that, I mean, that doesn't help with uh, Burnley's clean sheet potential. I think Matthew Lowton is a decent uh, budget oh option defensively. I, oh, the, the defender who I love in this game actually is not Matthew Lowton. You know who it is, though. Glenn Johnson? Bingo. Love Glenn Johnson in this one, too. Because um, just like I like, I think Burnley might get... I Notice I did not say the clean sheet win yeah. from, from Tom Heaton, just the clean sheet. I also think on the Stokes side, I mean, Lee Grant's been good. Um, in goal as well. I'm not going to discount what he's done. Um, but I also think Glenn Johnson has a great fantasy day here. Hmm. Okay. Would you like to provide a counterpoint from your obvious disagreement in tone? I just, uh, you know, uh, the the odds of Glenn Johnson scoring more than like six points is, is low. Um, like I think he is consistent in that range and he's priced as such. And so, uh, sure. He, yeah, I just, I just don't think he puts himself in enough positions to, to pay off there. Huh? 
Man, we really see it. Now I'm really liking this game because I think we see it very differently. I, I We do. All right. On the Stoke side, is it just Jordan Shakiri as usual from you? Um, I think you can make a case for Joe Allen on uh, FanDuel if um... – depends what happens to the back line because or not the defensive midfield because jeff cameron's out again uh theoretically that means charlie adam will keep his starting spot and then gross um, uh glenn whalen is questionable like if whalen and, and adam can start in that defensive midfield then i think joe allen makes sense like you would you would play the number 10 uh for a home team against burnley wouldn't you no <laughs> Not when it's Joe. I mean, I love no, no, Joe. No, no. I, I love not, I didn't. I didn't say that. But the answer. The answer to me is still no. Okay. I think it's no because it's Joe Allen, and, and I think it, we've it's made, no we made it's that pro, we made that mistake earlier this season, and he scored thirty-seven points or whatever the hell it was. That was just you. I did not make that mistake. So you played him. I, I did play. I yeah. did play him. That yes, but and this yes. is not that time. It, the times have changed. The weather's colder. The wind is heavier. <laughs> yeah, he's he's. He's comfortable still because of those long flowing locks that you're trying to grow. Oh yes, this is this is the analysis I've been waiting for. Yeah, there you go. Hair, wind resistant hair. Well, sorry, uh, wind a uh, drag. Wind protective hair. Wind oh, protection. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's the optimum hair length and right. thickness? Exactly. Uh, Whatever it is, yeah, Joe Allen, I think he has it. Yeah, he's got that thick sweater on top of his head to keep yeah. him warm. Now I think Shakiri is uh, still the top play, uh, at least on DraftKings. I think you can make a case for Arnautovic. Um, if you think that Stoke's going to score, because I wouldn't make the argument that it's going to be Bonnie or Mami Diouf who started ahead of him. Diouf actually had a pretty good game against... You know where Juve started last game? What position? Um, I I thought I read that he played a little right back. Yep, wing back. Um, right wing back right is wing where back, he yeah. started. Um, That's not great. Yeah, I I mean, like I said, he, he ended up having a decent game. Four crosses, five tackles. Like, that's pretty good four clearances for those who uh, play on FanDuel. Like, that's decent output, but I agree. That's not that's not an the, ideal spot. It's, it's not an ideal spot in real life, but it works out for fantasy purposes. Yeah. Like, when you hear Mama Juf is playing right wing back, first of all, that is certainly telling of his scoring abilities recently. And secondly, it just shows that Stoke have all but given up defensively. I don't think it was a wing back. I think he was just playing... He was like uh, a right attack. I mean, they still played four in the uh, four two three one. So, I according to Opta, at least. Yeah, I, I, it, it, when he lined up, it was at, it looked like right wing back in a five three two. Mm. No, they definitely didn't play five in the back. Either My way. eyes deceive me, but I'm pretty sure that I, at least defensively, maybe not offensively, but I think defensively he was slotted back there as like a fifth man back on the defensive line. Okay. So you don't like him though this week. No, okay. I do not like Mama Juve. I don't ever like Mama Juve. Just checking. All right. I like po- I like Poppy Soiree better than I like Mama Juve. Who? Um, I see what you did there. Who <laughs> is your top play in this game? Who's not Tom Heaton? Ugh. On which platform? Both. For FanDuel, it might be Arnautovic. For for DraftKings, I I think I still have to say Shakiri. Okay. And it has nothing to do with goals. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I just think that Ar- Arnautovic does more overall in his game. Yep. Okay. 
All right, Sunderland at home against Leicester City. Uh, Claudio Ranieri recently named for a finalist for manager of the year. If he doesn't win that, the voters are just fraudulent. Um, However, uh, this year has been a totally different animal for Ranieri and for Leicester as a whole. uh, As a whole, and um, this is the exact fixture that you want to see when you are struggling, Sunderland. Um. Here's another one where I think we're going to differ. Like Leicester's favorite in this game, um, and I'm not sure what they've done this season to warrant that, especially with Champions League Champions next League? week. Well, they have Champions uh, League next week in, in Portugal, so, so they're they're already preparing for that. Okay, so I mentioned that uh, I mentioned falsely that a that Victor Moses was going to be off to yes. uh, African Cup of Nations. Uh, the team that is affected most by the African Cup of Nations. I checked this one, it's is Leicester. Leicester. Yeah. Uh, I think they lose four people or five. They they lose Schlupp, they lose Amarte, they lose Riyad Mahrez, and there's one Slimani. more. Slomani, thank you. That is – that's a big loss. Those are yeah. big losses. Yep. Um, so I'm not sure what they're doing to prepare for that. I'm not sure if they're going to rotate. Um, however – that, they they've got to figure something out now, before, because that's going to be a really tough that's going to be tough sledding come the come the new year. But uh, for this game here, I mean, I don't I don't think they're going to rotate anyone like like Slomani out because he's just been injured and he needs to get his legs under him anyway. Um, Jamie Vardy might not may, may not play, uh, but I I don't think that you're going to see a whole rotation side if that's what you were inferring earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't like what has Lester done this season to warrant nothing ever being a favorite. Like that's my problem with it. Ultimately, I I realize they're at Sunderland, so like that's, but like we've seen Sunderland score some goals, and we have seen Lester not do that, and like that's my biggest problem right there. You've all, we've also seen Sunderland not score for the first part of the season. Uh. Yeah, I mean, obviously that was pre uh, Victor Anichibi coming along, and so he yeah the the real difference maker in this Premier League season. He has late contender for PFA Player of the Year. (laughs) I think Sunderland is better than than the odds makers are giving them credit for. I mean, I guess I mean they're the the highest underdog, so it's not like they're they're greatly, um, you know, expected to get blasted. But I, I like a few Sunderland guys in this match. Let's go right into it. Name them. I like Defoe. Okay, I like I Van Anholt. I like Pickford. Uh, I, I, um, I like two of those three. I yeah. don't like Pickford as much. Um, why not? Uh, Lester don't shoot on target enough. So then, uh, okay, okay. So he may not get saves, and I still, <clears throat> I think that Lester will score goals. Okay. Um. Fair. Um. But. Those are probably the three I like the most. Um, the midfield is just kind of garbage is the problem. Um, you don't have, like, Wabi Khazri's good when he plays, but he's not going to start. Um, Yanazai is a gigantic Awful. fraud. As we, as I've said for um, years, just like the just like the facial hair on his face, it is just a complete fraud. Well, he, he, I mean, he, he, he tried to be somebody else. He tried to disguise us. Yeah. He tried to play pretend. He tried to be Halloween all year long. <laughs> And, but he's still Adnan Yanazai. Yeah. He is he is 
the same person, he's the same failure as he was in Manchester. Um, and I think you could make a case for Victor and each of you. What case that he scores? Yeah. Because he's not getting fantasy value anywhere else. He has to score. Um, he's as goal dependent as they come. Uh, Except had, for Jermaine Defoe. He had six crosses two games ago. And three, the one before, he drew eight fouls over there. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say he's totally goal dependent. Drew eight, he drew eight fouls? In, in uh, yeah, the, last, yeah, in two, the two previous games. Combined? Combined, so yes, games? yes. Okay. Yes, yeah, five and, and three. Uh, you know what? He will draw fouls, yeah. and I'll tell you why. Because he goes up for aerial duels, and sometimes he gets elbowed in the back of the head. Yeah. I mean, I'm just— They all count. Yeah. They're, I would even argue he has a safer floor than Defoe. Safer floor, but I don't think his ceiling is as high. I mean, he's outscored him in two, uh, two straight, oh. or maybe two out of three. I don't know. Fine. But yes, they're both very goal-dependent, but they're Thank playing you. a Leicester side that has been awful this year, specifically defensively. So right. I think those oh. four guys you could consider from Sunderland and from Leicester. I mean, how much right. can I'll you take, really I'll depend take on? And Ma- I'll take Slomani and Mares. Which two? Uh, you can take any two uh, Sunderland players, and I'm sure that I'll win. Yeah, I'll take uh, Defoe and Van Anholt over those two. So I I get Slomani. Oh, yeah, I'll take yep. it. I'll take it. I'm this also saving I, like eight thousand bucks on DraftKings with those. That's oh, I'm, I'm just that that, but that I hear was you. I hear point. you. That was not my point. I know. My point was is I think those are better options, and you are saying no, you'd rather take the other two. Uh, I would. I think um, I, did, I did not specify price. That's fine. I think Mares uh, is a lot more goal dependent than people realize, and, and I mean Solani is the same way. So I, yeah, I think both of those are way too goal dependent, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'm they, not, I, they yeah, go into yeah, Sunderland and blast you're, you're, Yeah, you're about to say, you're making Sunderland out to be some kind of defensive juggernaut, in which they are not. I, I'm going the other way, actually. I think that Leicester have been so poor attacking-wise that I'm not sure why we think that um, that they'll be able to figure it out against Sunderland. <laughs> I, I, I'll take talent over form any day. Um, okay. I mean, let's look at this here. I mean, you say that they've been so bad defensively and Sunderland have let up more goals. That who've been so bad defensively? Leicester. That Sunderland have let up more goals. And well, sure. Scored, I mean, they, and, they, they, and they've scored fewer. I think you're, I think recent play should be counted a little more. Yes, they got blasted by Arsenal, but Leicester are not Arsenal. Sunderland beat Burnmouth. And then beat Hull. Both teams are terrible. And then lost to, at Liverpool, which lots of people do. Like I think, I think Sunderland is better than people are giving them credit for. And I think Leicester may be getting a little too much in this match. Fair enough. And let's not make we, we've talked <laughs> we, we've talked this game to death now. I think we've beaten this dead horse here. Okay. Uh, let's go to West Brom and Watford. This game shouldn't take too long to analyze. Uh, would you start Troy Deeney in this one against Tony Pulis? No. I'm not would, sure I'd start anybody in this game. Interesting. Uh, let me. I would consider uh, Nasser Chadley if he starts, um, and Phillips. I was about to say like you have one of the hottest midfielders yeah. around, in Matthew Phillips in this game. Yeah, I I wonder what happens to Phillips when Chadley comes back. Not that Chadley's taking corners or anything, but um, that's a big part of the attack that that has been missing that Phillips has filled. And I'm you know, uh, I just don't know how they play together yet 
My guess is well. Well, yeah, all right. Who do you like better? <laughs> uh, Chadley, if they both Oh, start. wow. I wasn't expecting you to say that. I love Matthew Phillips. I know, I, I know. I, I, but there's only one player on that team that can score multiple goals in a game, and that's Nasser Chadley. Oh, Salomon Rondon feels very offended. Yes, he should be, because <laughs> he's not very good. And I'm, and I'm saying so. <laughs> and I'm saying so out loud in a public place. Yeah. Um, Chris Brunt? He's a thing. Yep. Yeah, he's a crosser. Yeah, he's a thing. I'm not going to deny that he isn't a thing, but, you know, it's still West Brom. Like, they're not going to be crossing all game against Watford. I mean, actually, you know what? Against Watford? They against could Watford, be. yeah. It's... Against Watford, they could be. You know what? Hold on. I'm slowly turning there here. There you go. Um, I still I still like Chadley better. However, that is a good call. Chadley or Chadley. <laughs> Watford have allowed the third most crosses this year. And, and Chadley is allowed the fourth most. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. No, it's yeah. I mean, Watford do let you cross. They they they, they will they they'll they'll take Britos and uh, uh, and Protal against whoever you got in the middle. So I mean, actually, Britos, Britos I believe is suspended. Yeah, he's out. So uh, it's anyway, Protal with that stupid man bun thing that he's got going on it looks terrible. <laughs> um, I, I, this is going to be a partial hair podcast at this point. Now. Yeah, really. Um, really trying but, to get that Pert Plus uh, sponsership. Pert Plus. My <laughs> God. Please don't tell me you still use Pert Plus. No, I don't. I don't. Put our differences aside. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, full refusal. Hey, why don't you guys do the podcast anymore? Ah, I found out Andrew likes Pert Plus. <laughs> I was too. I was so worried about your your follicle future. That's right. That I that's couldn't. Right. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't stand to see you like this. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've held a bottle yeah. of Pert Plus. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you and Joe Buck need yeah. to have a, a conference about <laughs> follicle futures. Oh, man. That mean, so quickly. That, just that, was that else. a little mean? <laughs> I'm sure Joe Buck is listening and is very offended. Well, I mean, you shouldn't write a book about it if you, if you don't want people to make fun of it. All right. Anyway, uh, we have other games to get to. Uh, we have uh, West Ham at home against your Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you could not find a better time or a better place to play West Ham than at West Ham during this time period. They will also be without Aaron Cresswell and Michael Antonio. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Antonio injury is a, is a killer. So they will probably be starting Arbeloa and Arthur Masuaku, who hasn't played since like September, um, which means Arsenal will probably drop this one because they'll just overlook everything and end up getting beaten by Dimitri Payet. Well, I do like Masuasku if he if he plays. Yeah. As a cheaper option. Only if he's a cheaper option. Yeah, he's, not... I mean he's cheaper. He's not that cheap, but Yeah, you know. I, I, I mean this I mean it's no secret that he can put up points if he yeah. plays. If that yeah. that that cat's been let out of the bag. Right. So um but in general I do like him as an as an as an option if he starts. Hmm. In classic um Arsene Wenger fashion, he said Thursday morning, I believe, or it was Thursday morning. So he said Thursday that Santi Cazorla had a shot to play this weekend, and then two hours later held a press conference that Cazorla is having surgery and will be out for three or three months. Yeah, it's like, he's like what? He's like he's like Jeff Fisher in podcast. Oh. Jeff Fisher recently was saying that he was worried about Danny Woodhead. Oh, Danny Woodhead, yeah, <laughs> playing the Patriots when he is neither playing or on the Patriots. Right. Danny Woodhead on IR for San Diego, right for years. Meaning years in San Diego, not years yeah, on years, IR. Years, yeah, let's say thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Arsenal, uh, Olivier Giroud is iffy. I'm not sure he was going to start anyway. Lucas Perez is back, which um, 
is a thing. Is a thing, yeah. Um, they've got everybody else pretty much fit. Um, Bellerin's still out, excuse me, so we'll see Carl Jenkinson, uh, hopefully, because he's a right back and they don't have any others, But because uh, Debucci's out for six weeks. Poor Debucci, man. <laughs> Guy finally gets a start, and then he gets hurt 15 minutes later, and he's out for six weeks. Um, the... Yeah, I mean, I, theoretically, you start all your Arsenal guys. Yeah, there's there should be no hesitation at that. Yeah, I don't think that's the secret of this game. I think it's uh, the Arthur Maskelaskus of the world. Would you start Dimitri Payet in this game? Would be some. It would be a question. Would you start Peter Check against Dimitri Payet for, for potential save for save potential? No, I don't. I don't look at Payet as. Well, I mean, he he generates chances. Is my point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> speaking and, and, of speaking of chances. Andy and Carroll is back. Let's say, oh, ooh. yeah, yeah. I knew that got you. Diafrasako is out for six weeks. Yes, um, I was about to say Diafrasako won't be converting any chances because no. he's out for a while. But Andy Carroll, who is a, just an Arsenal killer. Oh, he is. Oh, I am going to all of my lineups now and looking to see where I can fit him in. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if I'll do it today. I may have to wait to make sure that he start. Oh, wait, is this this isn't the late game, is it? It is the late game. Oh, no, 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 no. Can't take that risk. There's no way I'm going to put a health risk on uh, on Andy Carroll and hope that it airs on the side of health. Um, yeah, he's 5,500, too. So, like, if you did make that choice, um, the the $5,500 options in this game um, are defensive players, basically. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I guess you go with Andre Ayew. He's, oh, no. Or, oh, Lanzini. Plenty of guys. Um, yeah. Lanzini sounds more like a pasta than an actual player. <laughs> uh, good call. Yeah, it's always funny when start, I especially especially because he's not even Italian; he's Argentinian. He's Ar- well, I mean, he's the the roots trace back to to Italy, just like a lot of a lot of those guys. Hey, man, um, come on, let the joke sit there. Yeah, but the uh, what was I saying? Oh, because we do. I mean as Rotowire does lineups for all of the leagues. And it, I always like, kind of have to chuckle. I thought, I thought I, you were going to say Rotowire does a, a pasta podcast. Oh, yeah. Fantasy pasta. No. Um, the, <laughs> where was I even go? Oh, so there are guys Luigi's like, it's gotta be first. Yeah. There are guys in, in, in Italy that, uh, you know, like his last name is like Cacciatore or lasagna. And I, I got to chuckle every time. What did you say would win a fantasy pasta? Uh, well, you know what? I was going to say linguine because it's the most versatile and it does the most things. Uh, lasagna is a good one. Mm. I do like a lasagna. I do. Uh, I love. A, I love. A, uh, I love a farfalla. Yeah. I can roll deep in this yeah. podcast. Pappardelle is one of my favorite. What do you prefer yeah. between tortellini and ravioli? Where do you sit on that? So you see, it depends on what's inside. Like if you're trying to pack a lot of things inside, like if you're doing a multiple ingredient stuffing, then I'd prefer the ravioli because you can get a bigger you can pasta. Get a bigger out of it. Yeah. However, if you go with the tortellini, I do like the forkability of the tortellini. It's one stab and you're ready to go. So the that kind of ease the ease of use definitely you got to go with uh, with the tortellini. So but equal gonna... equal filling though. You go tortellini just because you can jam more in your mouth. Uh, it's easier. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't have to cut it up first. I mean, or you're going to look gross trying to put a whole ravioli in your mouth. Yeah. And, you know, you just don't want that. If you're eating alone, do you just throw it in? in if I'm bite? eating alone, I just dig my face in it. Yeah. Even... <laughs> no, no fork here. <laughs> yeah, no fork required. Come on, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's child's play right there. Okay. Okay. Wow. Where are we here? <laughs> uh, well, we're doing our FBI See what happens podcast. when we put new music our, our in. Fa- our Fantasy Pasta League. That's what we're talking about now. It's all forms of FPL here on the Fantasy Premier League, uh, on the Fantasy Soccer Podcast. <laughs> My God. Let's get to Let's Sunday. Get to Sunday, yeah. Uh, we have Burnmouth at home against Liverpool. Burnmouth, who are much better, especially defensively at home. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm having terrible, a terrible voice day. Uh, against uh, Liverpool, who will just press you and they will uh, – this is going to be a good game for Arthur, a good time to own Arthur Boric, even though he may let up three goals. He also might not play. I think he's got a weight fitness test also. But um, the sorry, insert Burmouth goalkeeper. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree that um, the only thing we have to see is where, like, how we just haven't seen what uh, Liverpool does consistently with. Um, it, it looks like Divock Origi is going to probably start because Daniel Sturridge is out. And they have that Coutinho spot, although uh, Adam Alana could play as well. So yep. it's one of those. And they... like I said last week, they could move James Milner up to midfield and play Alberto Moreno in this one. Are you I really think... worried about the threat offensively? No, 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 no. I, it's more like how much do you like Origi if he starts? Well, Mike, if he starts, yeah. I mean, he's going to be the most popular player picked up. So if you're trying to do some differential, he's not going to be the guy. Yeah. I um. Do you like any of the Burnmouth guys? Jack Wilshire's back after uh, they Callum Wilson well, takes penalties. He took a penalty. Yeah, but no, I'm not. That, I'm not that interested. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, I'm going to be starting both of the fullbacks in draft leagues, but I'm not going to take them in daily. Mm. Daniels is que- questionable too. I know. If he doesn't play, if he doesn't play, I'll take him out. I'll be happy to take him out. But yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah, you know, I, 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 you can't see it because this is not a visual medium. But I am shrugging my shoulders at Burnmouth. Okay, okay. Stanislas doesn't do it for you. Not in this game. They won't yeah. have the ball. Yeah, I think <laughs> they, that's they, the have, they, they just won't have the ball. And they will not. If they get, I mean, he'll take the corners probably. But I'm not sure how many they'll get. I was going to say they might all th- two or three that they that they win. Yeah. It, it, no, okay. just no. Again, shrug of the shoulders. Towards. So who's your top play? Uh, Sadio Mane still. Oh, okay. You ranked Love Firmino Sadio. higher. Much I did. Higher. I did, but that's also – I'm under the theory. Uh, I'm still going on your theory that Origi starts. Okay. I don't think that's necessarily the case. That's yeah. why I ranked Firmino up there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm more of the opinion that they'll do other shuffling to keep Firmino up top. Yeah, I think that's reasonable to think that. Yeah. Um, one of the uh, – Or they might that, play two strikers. Who knows? Uh they won't, but two meaning Origi and Firmino. They could play them both up there. Yeah, yeah. They won't. They won't, but they could. Yeah. One of the uh, one of the p- new stat pages that we have, or it's will be, will have. Um, you can sort uh, different stats. Uh, so if you just wanted to see like certain ones, um, you can do that. And one of the ones I was looking at yesterday were chances created versus crosses um just because the guys who like if a guy takes a corner and it's headed um by their teammate like that's a chance created because theoretically it's or you know if they can make it look like it's a shot um that's a chance created and so you see guys who take corners um get a lot of chances created because it you know or set pieces just stuff that comes from that but um roberto firmino is this incredible outlier because he 
He's third in the league in chances created, but he's only taken three corners and he's uh, only sent in 24 crosses, which is like 60 fewer than De Bruyne and 70 fewer than Payet, who are ahead of him. And it's like he's he's basically statistically he's the best open play creator in the league this year. That might be the smartest thing that you have ever said that will that should not factor into anyone's decision. Like, because you can't count. I mean, how much are you going to count on open field creativity in a given week? I mean, this week you can you can maybe count on it because they're playing a really bad opponent. But let's be honest here. I mean, when you're looking at fantasy stats, you're looking for the guys who do corners and set pieces. You are you are in DraftKings. I mean, chances created um, for Taga. I understand and Fanduel. Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying, like he he's a very rare player who takes a, a number of shots, creates a number of chances, and doesn't take cross or you know doesn't cross much, mm-hmm. um, and scores goals still, and scores goals, yeah. So um, Alexis you know Sanchez can, is the other one who does that. Let's say I was about to say, you know who else kind of does those things? Paul Pogba, mm. and he plays for Manchester United, who are traveling to Everton to round out the Sunday slate, mm-hmm. uh, and. If it wasn't for Paul Pogba and Zlatan, where would this team be? I mean, theoretically, they would have gotten other guys. Um, I don't know who those guys would have been. Griezmann is obviously one everyone talks about, but well, but yeah, but he, he they tried to get him anyway. Like yeah. it wasn't like they, they they had a quota on players. <laughs> right. like, oh, nope, we're done. Like here's uh, like like for all the things that Mourinho has been this year and he has not been good and he deserves all the criticism he gets except for the form in which he displayed by kicking that water bottle beautiful mm. inside of the boot yeah uh, he's a former player so yes yep yeah other than that he deserves all of his criticism he really does um but when you look at the players that he wanted they've worked out i mean Mkhitaryan i'm not sure if that was his signing or not but Mkhitaryan, whenever he has played, has looked good. Mm. I just you, don't know why he doesn't play. If you told me that Marie, that that deal was done before Mourinho came, I believe you because it's astonishing for them to pay. I mean, forget really dollar amount, but like when you or pounds, whatever they paid in, but like that was a big signing for like an important player to then like not play basically at all. Like that's astonishing, um, and it makes you wonder why they bought him at all. And then makes me wonder, I wonder if they did it before Mourinho was, like, if they had some sort of agreement with Dortmund before Mourinho was hired. But because he's way too good to not be playing. And the only explanation is that just he's not a Mourinho guy, I think. Yeah, uh, this is this is a player that people were touting as a possible double-double, like yeah. 10 goals assists. Mm-hmm. And he, he can't even get 10 starts. Starts, yeah. Um, so it's it's been tough sledding yeah. there, and on on the Everton side, everything's just been tough sledding of of no of recent. Mm-hmm. So it, this game has all the signs of 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 nil nil here to me. But one thing that I think is really funny is you know that the transfer window is coming around when you hear disappointment at Manchester like insert Manchester club is being considered by Everton. And the rumors just continue oh, again Memphis? this week with with Memphis and Morgan Schneiderland. Oh yeah, the Schneider. <laughs> I really hope Schneiderland moves. Like he's yeah, Schneiderland he and, Ga- and Ghana in the midfield would be pretty nice for. Yeah. Uh, but but <laughs> I you say, that's Schneiderland how- in the country Ghana, and I'm like uh, I miss that connection here. Idrissa Ghana, You're right? Uh, but, I'm sorry, Idrissa Gueye to some. 
correct, but he has Ghana on the back of his. I know, but every, everywhere his name is written, it's Guillet. I know it's Idrissa Guillet or anyway, Idrissa Gay, whatever. Yeah, I, yeah. I've heard eight hundred different pronunciations yeah. uh, until he tells me otherwise. But I agree, I'm those two Ghana, are that's on the shirt. Anyway, um, it's just it, you know the, the transfer window is coming around when that's the when that's the headlines you're starting to read. Yeah, I hope they move. I hope Memphis moves because he just seems like he would do well with consistent playing time. Yeah, I guess you picked him up in EFSA. Oh, look at you. Yeah, picked him up and I picked uh, Oxley chamberlain up as well. Oh, well, Those are, you'll regret what that, it does. That, that was just uh, I saw names and I saw the uh, positive ownership percentages going uh, on them. So I was like, oh, why not? I'll take the chance. I don't need Duncan Watmore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. He's no Victor and oh. Nietzsche. Uh, do you like Lukaku or Balassi better? Balassi, only because he does more. It's higher floor, lower ceiling. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lukaku is somewhat you, goal dependent. Would you consider some... this a Lukaku revenge game against Mourinho? No. <laughs> because Mourinho wanted him back last year. Did he? I mean, I'm not he sure. said he did. Uh, so we're going by what Jose Mourinho says. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, he can't, like, kick him like a water bottle. That's not really – we can't, like, go by actions here. Yeah. Okay. Anybody else on Everton, though? No. Who's the best midfielder uh, I, in this game? Yannick Bellassi. Oh, I was going to say not named Paul Pogba. Uh, no, but it depends on the format. I, I mean, Paul Pogba, he, he, if, if it's, if it's fan duel, I like him a little more. But on DraftKings, he can go pretty quiet. Yeah. Because he he doesn't cross. He doesn't do anything. Enough. Yeah. And if he doesn't score or he doesn't get an assist, he just doesn't cross enough. Yeah. He's another one. Like I said, just like with Firmino, he's he's one of those players that can probably rack up ch- chances created, but not cross. Right. Because he, he is. is so good. Yeah. It's, but, it's him, Alexis, and Firmino that are creating more chances than than they're crossing. Yeah. I, I'm to, I'm totally with, I'm totally with you on that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we have one more game to get to here, and it's Burrow. Uh, it's a big one. Facing, yeah, a big one. Monday Night Football. Uh, I don't. You know what? I don't know what's more going to be more disappointing: the NFL on Monday night or this game on Monday. Well, English night. Uh, uh, it would be uh, Burrow at home against Hull. It's always the NFL. It's always the NFL. <laughs> um. Yeah. This one. I mean. Alvaro Negredo should be getting some interest. Um, Burrow are better defensively at home. Hull are terrible. And um, I think they – trying to see here. It's been a while since – oh, I guess they beat – oh, that's right. They had that big win against Southampton. Um, but Hull just lost to Sunderland, 3 nothing. So if that tells you anything about – and, and we have and we have been told by many on many of our followers that Hull on the road are just god awful. Mm-hmm. So They're I'm going to go everywhere. with our I'm going to go with our listeners mm-hmm. and I will say that this will be a game for Alvaro Negredo and for Gaston Ramirez and take the take the Burrow side of this one. I'll, and, uh, you know I'll give a I'll shout give out it. for uh, John Wallen too because he just adores Adama Traore who um, will get As a do I. ton of As successful take ons. As do I. Adama Traore is a talent that Middlesbrough rarely ever get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Remember, this is a Barcelona product. Yep. So. Or cast off, whatever you want to call it. 
Uh, I'm gonna go with product. He's, <laughs> okay, he's, he's, that makes you feel like what? He's like ten years old. Like, what do you <laughs> I believe want? he's twenty. Yes. Fine. He's very young. Yes. Yes. For sure. Um, so that's really that. That's where I land with that. Okay. Where were we? Anyone on hold that you'd even like? Andrew Robertson? No. no. Literally nobody. David Marshall? Nope. Snodgrass? You can keep him. Sarah Marshall? Marshall Mathers? There you go. That's all I got. Okay. All right. Let's go on to our daily dose here. Would you like to do DraftKings or FanDuel or try to mix in a little bit of both? Uh, let's we do, do DraftKings because that's what I have in front of me. Do I even? I'm sure I have a. Oh, I do have a FanDuel app. Maybe just mention if you have guys in both. I will because I actually I, I did notice that I did tend to pick this, a lot of the same guys here. So I'll, let me get started here. So I the first name on my sheet was Tom Heaton. And mm-hmm. it was followed shortly afterwards by Glenn Johnson. Yep. So I have Tom Eaton for 3900 because the price is just too darn good. Uh, Glenn Johnson at 4100 That's a decent value. And I took Danny Rose at 5300 mm-hmm. from Tottenham to round out the defense. And I actually think I have all three of those guys. Yes, I have all three of those guys on FanDuel as well. Wow. Okay. Um, I have Jordan Pickford. And Patrick Van Onholt. I have a full Sunderland defensive stack. Uh, this is on DraftKings. And uh, I also paid for Danny Rose. Oh, wait, you said a full stack. Who was the second defender? Uh, I didn't mean a full. I just meant a... Oh, okay, sorry. sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so it's Pickford, Van Onholt, Rose. And I actually... I have Rose on uh, FanDuel as well. Um, because I think he'll be able to create a few chances. But... Um, I have this kind of dead area of 5,100 bucks that I have in my utility spot, um, which is kind of where you get your high, high floor defenders. Uh, I currently have Cedric in there. Um, it could also be Fuchs, which I don't really like. Um, Nacho Monreal guys like that, even Josh Sims, the 19 year old from Southampton. But, um, the guy I actually originally had in there on DraftKings was Jose Olebas because he's, uh, taking corners against West Brom, but it's at West Brom. So I, I don't feel as good about that. So, um, I like those guys. And then the guy I actually threw in on uh FanDuel is Winston Reed, um, who I paired with Darren Randolph. I like the, the fact that Arsenal should be attacking a ton and Winston Reed, um, has a ton of like clearances and interceptions, particularly against teams that attack. So, um, he's only 5,700, which is not, too expensive for uh, for that format. So yeah, and for for your midfield, who did you end up going with? I do agree with you on your points about Winston Reed. I'm a big Winston Reed supporter, as you know. <laughs> yeah, I I wanted uh, Zaha in DraftKings. I I have him on FanDuel, but uh, the guy I have in both is Gilfie Sigurdsson, who um, I just think that Swansea are attacking enough that he should be able to pick up enough of the peripheral stats to to pay off in both formats. Um, and I, I'm not ruling out the fact that he could score, uh, at Spurs just because Spurs haven't, they've been okay defensively, but I think it's four or five straight without a clean sheet. So, um, admittedly Swansea are not the best attacking group, although they scored five last week. Um, so if they can score even 20% of that, that's a goal for Sigurdsson. Um, I have Shakiri on, um, on DraftKings. I have Joe Allen on FanDuel. I will probably end up switching um to Shakiri in both just because um ugh, because I have Joe Allen but um 
Oh, I'm sorry. I take that back. I have Zaha on DraftKings too. I just have him in a forward spot. Yeah, for so me, so I have the exact same midfield. I have Christian Eriksen and yeah. Dimitri Payet oh, as wow. my two as my two midfielder spots there. Uh, I also have in my utility spot. I have the one and only Matthew Phillips mm. in. Uh, whatever it's called, DraftKings. And then for FanDuel, I have a third midfielder called Matt Phillips. Oh, good. So, you <laughs> so like Matt it's Phillips. the same. It's, yeah. Yes, it's the exact same. Well, it's because he costs less than Chadley. It's not that I – it's not – and yep. I need it. I, I don't have that. I don't have enough money to pivot, so. Yeah. No, I think that's uh, fine. Yeah. Uh, who are your forwards? And I, so we have here uh, Alexi Sanchez and Jermaine Defoe. In FanDuel. Yeah, Defoe at 3,900 on FanDuel is absurd. Just absurd. Correct. Correct. It did not, uh, you know, it, he wasn't the first name on the sheet because I just didn't see him all the way right, down there. Because you had to scroll so but far. Yeah. That's right. But I had to scroll so far that I had to, I went down there. I, I also picked Jermaine Defoe as a forward in wow. DraftKings along with Nathan Redmond. Oh. 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 Tell I... me you have the same. I don't. I, I have uh, Defoe on FanDuel because 3900 is too cheap. I went. I currently have Harry Kane um, in FanDuel just because um, for as much as I'm talking of Swansea, they're still terrible defensively. Um, I'll have to – I actually have 3300 bucks left on FanDuel. Um, this has, like, become kind of a theme. I think I had a lineup earlier this season that had, like, 5600 remaining. Just, like, the, the, the pricing – it's like they – They've priced it so that there are a lot of basically in tiers, like the forward, the top forwards are the most expensive and then the top midfielders and the defenders and defenders are, are actually quite cheap now. And it's almost like there's not enough places to spend up. It's like they've the salary cap is made for you to have like three ten thousand dollar players, ten thousand plus, but they but you don't have the roster spots for them. Like you don't have three forwards, so there's you, you can't get that. So anyway, I have a ton of money left there. And then on DraftKings, uh, I said Zaha and I also have Arnautovic. Um, because I think he can score against Burnley. Um, I very, very much debated picking Arnautovic and Fanduel. Yeah, very had, much debated. I had Arnautovic uh, on Fanduel as well, um, but the Arnautovic Defoe front line and basically left me without Kane or uh, Alexis Sanchez. Felt like I was a little too exposed, just because there just aren't that many midfielders as well. I mean, Mesut Ozil, I considered, um, but. He's kind of goal or assist dependent, as as crazy as that sounds. He just doesn't create yeah. enough chances this year. Um, in fact, I was looking another one of these stat pages we have. You can see guys through, you know, week to week. And I think I saw through 13 weeks last year, uh, Ozil had something like 25 more chances created than he has this year. It was like 55 to 30 or whatever it is. So um, he's just not creating as many chances. And then. Um, without the corners, like Christian Eriksen is kind of goal dependent as well. Um, so I'm not going to pay up for him. And then if I think Arsenal is going to kind of play West Ham tough, I'm not sure I want to pay up for Payet. So I don't know. It's a, it was a weird, it's a weird situation on, on FanDuel just cause I'm not sure where to, where I'm spending up, but, um, yeah, those are the teams. It was, 
Yeah, I, I'm so happy we talked about our fantasy pasta league. Uh, it, it, it did make the episode a little long, but I think people will appreciate it. And I hope you did appreciate this extra fun, extra jam-packed edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For Andrew, I am Mike, and we wish you all the best of luck and that you score one fewer point than all of us and all of our fantasy Premier League action. We will catch you again next week when we review game week number whatever it is, 14. Um, yeah, well, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Sorry, I'm <laughs> terrible. Oh, That's, oh my god. <laughs> Fantasy Pasta League next week. Greek 2. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. They're going to kill the love of my life. Yay! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide. In theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.